The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. For those who, who don't know, we have a, an amazing opportunity to talk with someone who is uh, an incredible singer himself. And uh, Holly, it, it's fun because when we talk to musicians, I mean, both you and I have, have we'd admitted in the past that we cannot sing at all. Not even. I mean, my kids wouldn't. They would have nightmares if I sang them to sleep. It's just counterproductive. It's great in the sense that we have an opportunity to speak with uh, Joseph Espinoza, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Great to meet you in video. Yes, maybe one day face to face. Maybe. I find like as you being an artist going to a concert, like to me, that's weird. Like being a radio guy going to a concert because usually we're backstage. We're preparing to host it. We're going to emcee it. Mm-hmm. I took my son to a concert last month and it was weird just sitting in the audience knowing all the intricacies that are going on, but yeah. yet we couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. This time I was just like, exactly. I know that feeling. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm just here to enjoy myself. I mean, I don't yeah. got to worry about the set list, the musicians being on time, <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics, none yeah. of that stuff, dude. It was just, just enjoying me and my wife and some friends. So we had a great, great time. It was amazing. Uh, our kids were taken care of. It was a great time. Like I was just, I was saying that the thing that I liked this artist for wasn't there, which is his voice. He, yeah. he has, he had, he's been sick. I think he, cause dude, and he's, his tour is completely sold out from here to April. Oh, and he's singing back to back to back nights. I think he's only getting like a day or two of rest in between some of the some of the different countries he's visiting. So I don't know how he's how he's gonna how he's gonna make it, man. Uh, we like to ask this guilt testing question, Joseph, because we never know where it's gonna go. And that is, who are you, and where did you come from? My name is Joseph Espinoza, born in California, raised in Mexico. Uh, I served at my dad's church since I was very little here and there. Um, it's a small church, you know, small church, big problems. <laughs> so we were involved in everything. Mm-hmm. But I love my dad's church. I love my dad. He's a pastor still. Um, I started singing when I was very little. Uh, and uh, But I, I wanted to be a drummer. I'm a drummer, and I didn't like singing that much. But my grandma wanted me to record an album of old hymns, old Spanish hymns, and I, we did. And but by the time the, the the producer finished the songs and everything, my voice started changing. <laughs> so that album was horrible. My, my voice man was just crazy all over the place. Um, but then, uh, so I felt so embarrassed that I never showed that album to anybody. But when I was 16, my voice started, you know, became a little more developed. I re-recorded the, the, the vocals and I started singing. I, I moved to, to California again. And that's uh, when I was 17 in California, I had a, a personal encounter with, with Jesus Christ. And uh, it was crazy. It was at the movie theater watching The Passion of the Christ. Wow. Um, uh, I have a, a Pentecostal background, so um, we described that experience as uh, I was baptized by the, the Holy Ghost in the movie theater. I didn't make a scene because you know how everybody thinks that ah, I just started going crazy and speaking in tongues all over the place. Uh, no, it was actually 
very, very different. You know how the movie starts with Isaiah 53, who has believed that. Um, as soon as that came out, I just started crying and I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, and when I was watching the scenes, you know, Jesus being beaten and everything, I'm like, why are you letting these worms do this to mm-hmm. you? And I felt the prompting of the Holy Ghost saying, hey, if, if I would have gotten down from the cross, your sins would have never been forgiven. And you and I would have never had a relationship. So I was like, oh. ah. and I was just filled, filled with the Holy Ghost that, that day. And um, that day changed everything. Uh, be- before then, I, I was a singer. But after that, I think I became a, a minister. I, I, mm. I was born again. So I started singing. And my, and I'm in California, and I got invited to a couple of recordings. I was in 2003. I was back in the day. Mm-hmm. So I've been singing for a while, quite a while now. And after that, I moved back to Mexico, married my wife in 2011. We, we lived there for a couple of years after. And just recently, we just moved back to, to the States. Uh, we yeah. took a full-time job here in Phoenix, Arizona during COVID. In the pandemic, yeah, it's a fun time to uh, move. <laughs> it, it was. I don't. I don't. How was you? You guys. Ex, you guys' experience with COVID. Mine. Sometimes I feel bad to say, but our experience was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, for me and my wife and my family, it was like a break from everything. Of course, we had sad times. You know, family, friends, getting sick and all. But it was just an amazing time, just waking up and having nothing to do, you know, just <laughs> chilling, you know, just the whole day for yourself, the whole street for yourselves. And because everything was, all people were, the streets were empty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pretty worried during COVID of like, dang, God, what am I, how, how am I going to make money? I mean, I, I had to yeah. cancel a bunch of shows and this and this and that. Um, what's what's gonna happen uh but man god always provides a lot of churches started contacting us to help them with their online uh praise and worship sessions so i started recording that and uh they were very generous because i never charged like a specific amount they would just send us offerings and they were super generous I was rich during COVID, guys. <laughs> yeah. Because I was still I was still in Mexico and most of the 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 live recordings I did, I mean the the recordings I did were, were for people in the states. So they were yeah. paying us with dollars and I was spending in pesos. My god. <laughs> But why move yeah. back? Like I, I know that you you moved to the states back for yeah. a job, but then why not just stay in, in Mexico doing what you're doing, having your family that your your dad's churches in Mexico? Yeah, you, were, you could have this could have just been your life, right? It's a crazy story. Uh, me and my wife had been invited to to work or serve in different churches in the states before uh, while we were living in Mexico. But I don't know, it just never, we never felt the need to move out. And, um, and we never, you know, it, it, it like it, when it doesn't feel like it's right or it's time. I mean, we, we have a house, we had a, a decent life in Mexico. We weren't in any rush to leave, but 
that there came a season where we became so what's the word saturated with uh with work and and ministry we were serving with the kids my wife with the kids with the me with the youth the 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 worship um helping my dad out kind of like an assistant pastor and me and my wife started going through a very tough season where stress was killing us and killing our marriage too and also after our first son levi he's he's about to be 10 uh, we had five miscarriages, five miscarriages, and oh. the doctor when we would when we would go to the the appointments, uh, most of the doctors would tell them tell us, you know, this has a lot to do with stress, because mm. after week uh, four, like the baby's uh, the baby's heartbeat would just stop, and they told us you guys need to take a break. So me and my wife, that's when me and me and her started, you know, thinking about. Maybe we need to slow down. And I talked to my dad. I, I talked to my dad. I'm like, Dad, this is what's going on. We need a we need a break. That was during that was in 2020. And he's 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 totally understanding about it. He's like, Yes, please don't worry. We got this. God is in control. So we took a break, and then COVID hit. And no. guess who was the only one that knew how to record audio and video in the church? Yours <laughs> truly. So I started getting involved again, and my wife jokingly said, "She's like, man, we're gonna, it's gonna have to take for us to move out for yeah. a season." Ha ha ha! Well, three <laughs> days later, three days after that, we get a call from Pastor Juan Ramos here in Phoenix. He's he's he was an old friend of ours of the family. He's like Joseph, um, our worship leader ha- had to leave, and we're in need of of one full time, would you guys be willing to move out mm. to Phoenix, Arizona? <laughs> she was there with me and we both looked at, look at each other. Like, never joke with you God. All right. you, you said it. I mean, she never wanted, she, I mean, you know, I think men sometimes are more adaptable because we're more practical. All right, fine. I'll live here. I'll live there. But, she was going to have to leave her sister, her only sister, her, her parents, her mm-hmm. friends. And um, I had no friends in Mexico, so I'm cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but <laughs> but um, it was a tough decision that we have to make. We, we had to make for our own family. And we did. And in uh, it's about to be a year. Uh, I mean, three years. In the 26th of September. We moved, we landed here in Phoenix together as a family. And man, we've been living, we've been living in a wonderful season of our lives. Um, So crazy. so amazing. It feels like it's too good. It's too good to be true. We love our church. They love us. Um, We make some amazing friends here. You know how it's tough uh, making new friends, you know, you're accustomed to your old posse and people and, and just coming to a, and it's a pretty big church. And sometimes it's, it's hard in big churches to connect with people. Yeah. But man, this church, our church feels, it, it's a big church that feels like a small church where every, everybody's so familiar. Everybody's so, uh, so warm and so, so close. And we made amazing friends and, 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 uh, well, the cherry, what's the saying? The cherry on top. On top of the, yeah. Is that, um, 
uh, God uh, allowed us to have another baby. Our baby girl, Isabel, was born. She's going to be a year. She's going to be two in December. It's just a blessing and blessings after blessings. And and we're just living a, a soaking everything in in this season that we're living in. And 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 it was during these this season that we got to meet Gil and he connected us with Revere and Integrity. It's just so many so many amazing things that have, have been happening. Yeah, it's amazing how God is a God of restoration. Like you were in a dry season, you were exhausted, you guys were feeling the stress, and then he brought you out of that. Could you have ever imagined in 2019, the beginning of 2020, that this is what God would have had in store for you? Never, never. We had our plans in Mexico. We had, you know, mm-hmm. our lives over there. No, we we wouldn't. We never imagined we would be moving out. And loving it so much. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing. You're going through, I mean, you're in a season right now, which is great. You're going through a season of miscarriages and all these other things. If somebody's going through something like that right now, that season of maybe it's the valley moment rather than your mountaintop moment, what do you mm-hmm. say to, to those? Because somebody could say, well, you're Joseph. You're a, you're a worship leader. You record albums. You sing songs. Yeah. Of course, you guys are, are, are blessed, but you know, I'm just me and I'm going through these tough times. First of all, I never felt like that. Like I'm this, I'm that. I feel the same things. We go through the same valleys. It's just that people just see our good face of up there on, on stage, but my God, we struggle, man. We struggle and we need to hold on to the Lord every day. All I can say in those moments was some, a, a, a phrase that would, that would help us a lot. And even in these good, see, good, good days, you know, this do shall pass. So um, the bad, the bad times are going to pass. Uh, and I heard a preaching by, I think it was John Piper saying, don't waste your cancer. And what the preaching is about is like, hey, don't don't live out this season in, in your life and make the most out of it, even if it's a valley. In the lonely times, in the valleys, is where I got to experience his presence more deeply, more closely, more intimately. I knew him as a provider, as a healer, as a restorer, restorer. And I would have never experienced him that way in only prosperity times, you know? So I, our prayer was, God, give us strength to go through this, through this, through these moments, but also show us, show us what you want from us, mold us, work in us, and, and just, keep us close to your heart all the time. And we know that this is going to pass. We know that this is going to pass. And that that was our hope. That was our, our living hope that, that, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I won't fear no evil because you are with me. So if we believe what we sing, then if I believe that he is everything to me, those are the moments where we have to live out what we preach and what we sing and it was it was tough but it was beautiful at the same time during covid because during covid i mean i was i'm expressing uh uh, that covid was a great season for us 
but it wasn't all just fun and games and just great times. It was tough moments. Yeah. Brought us closer together and closer to God. And that's what's so, so, so beautiful to me. That's why I say that it was a beautiful season because of all those ups and downs. Mm-hmm. So you're now the worship leader at your church, English church, English, Spanish church, Spanish church. What what kind of church is it? Completely bilingual. So it's, it's, uh, they, they've been, they've been doing it this way for 34 years. And, uh, when I would visit the church, I was like, why don't they just do a Spanish? Yeah. And then, and then an English service. Well, the thing with Hispanic Hispanics is that, uh, the older generations tend to speak mostly or only Spanish. Sure. And the younger generations tend to speak only English and very little Spanish. So um, what ends up happening is that the younger generations go to the English services and the parents go to the Spanish services. Hmm. Uh, but having it bilingual makes the families worship together, English and Spanish. And I, I think that's been the success of the of the ministry because it's 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 a it's the biggest church in Arizona, Hispanic church in Arizona. Yeah. And uh we sing we sing a verse chorus in English, the second This verse is what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. How does that work? <laughs> oh, you know what? I at first I thought it was going to be it was going to be a pain or, or 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 annoying, but honestly, it's like some cuz we sing some uh uh, songs from that came from um, uh, American artists, you know, English yeah. English songs, and we get to pick also songs from from Hispanic artists, and there are some songs that can't be translated properly, hmm. and, and you just got to sing it in the in the in the in the native language, and so us is like we get to sing the best of both worlds, you know, get to worship God in 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 English and in Spanish. You have so many resources, so many more, you know, words to say, to express. And it's, it's true. I mean, we, we love it. Our church loves it, but I think they sing louder in Spanish. (laughs) (laughs) They do. Cause we do get a lot of visitors and, and, and uh, when, when we, I love to do this. Like I, I point to the church and just have them sing a part and they sing loud but the Spanish congregation or the Spanish speaking people sing the loudest. (laughs) That's the incredible thing though, about worship. It doesn't matter the language, like the heart of it rings true. I know I was in, uh, I think it was Argentina for about a month. And so eventually you kind of start picking up some of the words and you hope you're not saying bad words in your, (laughs) your inability to say, uh, you know, the words in their language, but like God's presence supersedes the language and you even if you don't know fully what the words are you know that it is worship and it's to the lord when we went uh we just went to stockholm with revere it was my first trip to europe i was so excited about it we got to sing at this i think how old was it it was a an ancient cathedral and um uh full of of Swedish people there. And when we were singing in English, Spanish, Portuguese, and, and Swedish, 
Wow. And it was such an amazing experience to me because, I mean, I didn't understand what they were saying, but I could see their expressions. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were worshiping my God and they were getting emotional. They were getting touched by, by the same Holy Spirit that I, that, that I love. And, and to see that singing together, the body of Christ, the church of, of Jesus Christ, it was such an amazing experience. To me, it was like a little taste of heaven, you know, people from every nation uh, try, uh, and tongue worshiping mm-hmm. the Lord. It, it, it's so special to me. It was It was amazing. And then when we got to sing a song that it's, the same word in all languages, hallelujah. When we all joined in together to sing that, it was just crazy, mm-hmm. beautiful. So for those who don't know, for those, because uh, the concept is quite incredible. What is Revere? Mm-hmm. Revere, I think, came out of a need for music, lyrics, centered on God more than on man. Um, if you read the Psalms, you'll find a lot of Psalms that talk about my needs, my you know, right. about me, how I feel, and 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 it's needed. Songs like that are needed. You know, like I'm gonna see a victory. You know, if faith building songs or or that talk about what God can do. You know, we need a miracle. This and this and that. But uh, I personally feel that there's been an oversaturation of man-centered songs Mm. that, as a worship leader, I find it hard to find songs, just vertical songs, you know, where it's just me and him, just praises unto him, just worshiping him, talking about his, his attributes, his character, his holiness, who he is, the gospel, Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins, um, reconciliation, all those things, man. I've been, I had been struggling to find cool and good, well done music with those type of lyrics, and and I noticed that that's the vision of Revere to bring back those kind of topics into worship: the fear of the Lord, the reverential worship, the holiness of God. It's not about us. It's about His glory. All is for Your glory. Uh, it's like putting us in the in the right perspective, in the right place. You know, you are high and lifted up. I mean, I'm just a man. You are holy, and and when we see God exalted that way, uh, our problems diminish to the right perspective, the right size. You know, and and. and you, I mean, when you when you exalt him, when you exalt, I, if I be lifted up, I would draw all men unto me. So that's that's the vision to exalt Jesus Christ and make the people by the power of the Holy Spirit see him and 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 realize that everything else lacks worth and value and mm. and even even your problems, you know what I mean, aren't that big compared to him. So I believe that's revere. Hmm. That's incredible. And I think from that posture too, no matter what season you're going through as a worship leader, you can always be authentic when you're leading worship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, 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 that's something that I think a lot of people when they go to church, they're like, is this just a show? Like uh, what's making this true and authentic and worthy of God? And I, I hear that a lot. Do you guys hear that with what you're doing and through that ministry? Yeah, it, it, it humbles you. 
it 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 makes you come humbly into his presence when you when you realize who he is and 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 who we are but then who we are in Jesus Christ so it's it's a i believe it's an amazing project or vision very much needed i was just texting gil the other day and mark allen and i was just cuz we had just sung one of the song one of the their songs of behold king of glory for the first time at my church and it was mm. a, a huge blessing and uh i just i personally love the album i i feel bad saying it because i'm in it <laughs> but i love it i love it from start to finish the way it opens up with a uh, holy the lord most high it feels like a it's like a musical it's like come into the throne room of god it's uh-huh. laura hackenpuck and um I was just telling him, hey guys, um, I, I I don't know how how the album is doing. I don't know how the numbers are doing, and I really don't expect them to be over the roof because sadly there's a low demand for Christ-centered, God-centered music in contemporary Christian music. Sadly, this is crazy yeah. to say, mm. but there is a low demand for that kind of music. People want are wanting something else, but I told him, hey, but. God will commend commend us for being faithful. No, not the numbers, not how many people this music reached, but to being for being faithful to the calling that He placed in our hearts. Even if it it's a hit, even if it's not, when we do it unto the Lord, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. He's like, thank you. I was going through a run. I needed this. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the the album is the mystery of Christ, and it is revered. You you take all of these incredible worship church leaders, and you all come together, and that you know the the album is created. So, how much of a process are you involved? Is it just you writing a song and sending it off? Like you would then have no idea as to how it all came together. Were you just as much in the dark as we were? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did that work? I'll tell you my experience. So. I was inviting. I was invited to their first writing camp. I think right. they had done like uh, uh, albums before. Yeah, um, but I wasn't part of that. And then uh, I got invited to the first writing camp. A couple people from Brazil too, and different parts of the states. And I didn't know what to expect because I yeah. had just met Gil through the through the phone. I mean, through and through a friend, Aaron Barbosa. So I didn't know anything and I'm pretty bad at remembering or remembering people's names or knowing like who they are. If I don't see them on social media, I'm really bad. So I didn't know anybody in that room. I didn't know that they were amazing singers and artists (laughs) and super well known. I I didn't know who they were, but I think that's a good thing because it made me just get to know them for who they were and just, you know, um, not for the artists they are. So, yeah. so, so we would we would get there. We had a, we would have devotionals in the morning. They shared the vision. Uh, Malcolm, man, would share his experience in in in, in worship in the CCM world and and showed it would tell us like the vision of Revere, and uh, we would split into groups to write together. It's just uh, to me we were these were total strangers. So we would split into groups and then just start to write about the topic that Malcolm gave us that morning. So we would write songs, try to demo them, 
and then come back. Uh, it was in the integrity offices. Gather around the piano to show to, for the song show. And if 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 the songs were catchy, like we would sing along with them. So they would mm -hmm. choose some of those songs for the worship uh, night and recording uh, of, of of the of the day. And uh, and uh, we would we did that two two or three times three camps, and then they chose some of the some of those songs some of those songs and 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 recorded them live in this album. But uh, like I, I was like you guys, I, I really know didn't know what, what was going on, what we were gonna do, what songs we were gonna do. I mean, I knew some of them. No, but um, for example, one of our the songs that I wrote, "Bless His Name." Mm -hmm. uh when we presented it i i blacked out i mean i forgot the whole song and melody and everybody the the intro was sounding to, to everybody's looking at me like no <laughs> like, oh, it's your turn bongo but uh and i thought it was horrible i thought we did horrible but apparently they liked the song and they they it was one of the songs that they chose for the live recording but it was honestly this this these writing camps were amazing are always so so refreshing for me personally mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you should I mean, come. yeah you should come. Uh, i don't know if they'd want us and, and uh oh lord no we'll but, bring uh, snacks yeah we <laughs> listen there's there's the we're blessed with the gift of gab not the gift of worship and you would <laughs> You know how yeah. there's always those people in the back. You're like, there's a reason why they're in the back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I hanging out there. It's, amen, it's, amen. Um, but it, I mean, you had mentioned Thrive and Leland and Mitch Wong and Steph Wong, Mark. Oh Allen, yeah. Or like the the names your, yourself. Um, it's it's kind of one of those things where I think maybe we'll see a lot more, or perhaps we'll see more of these things taking place where you have these incredible artists come together to make music about him. I hope so. I really do. And one thing I really loved about the team that they put together is that we were all, uh, we all, <clears throat> we all agreed that, that this is so needed. We were all like, mm -hmm. yes, I've been looking for this kind of songs and worship and, and movements. We need this. Like there's a hunger in a lot of us for this type of songs and lyrics and, and, and worship. Um, especially I bet these guys that have been in the industry longer, hmm. you get to see some crazy things and you, you get to, to see who's I personally have experienced, had some bad experience with people that you looked up to. And then when you got, you get to meet them, you thought that they were like the man of God. And then when you get to meet them, they're like, bro, do you even read the Bible? And, you know, do you even know Jesus? Yeah. It's like so disappointing. But when I got to meet, for example, Leland, dude, I grew up with Leland. The Sound <laughs> of Melodies, all those songs. Carry me to the table, seated where I don't be. He was a, he was a hero because uh, his music helped me out through a, the season of my first love, you know? So I knew all his songs and I, I was a big fan and I got to meet him and he's the real deal. Oh. He's a true Christian, like just to hear him speak. And he made me feel like he knew me for years, hmm. you know? And he, he was, even though he's a big artist, he, he wasn't a, 
a jerk or anything. He was just really, really cool down to earth. And all of the members of this team are that way. And that's, to me, that's incredible. That's tough. Because you put a bunch of egos in the same room together. Yeah. Holy. Different artists. That's tough, guys. What? I am. Holy. (laughs) Do you see what I have to put up with? (laughs) Terrible. I know. Oh, man. Well, I have a a few more questions just to ask a little bit more about you and and your story, because here you are. You are a worship leader. You're writing music. You have an incredible opportunity to be behind the curtain. But um, I don't know if it was always that way for you. You had a pretty dramatic moment back when you were young with regards to your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. And do you mind just Mm -hmm. sharing that story and, and how God was with you in those moments? Sure. Well, uh, I was 10, around my son's age. I was 10 years old, and uh, I I faked to be sick to not go to school on a Friday. Okay. Praise God. And uh, <laughs> my mom, right after my, my, my siblings left to school, Hey, it was a miracle. He feels he feels good now. So I woke yeah. up and I wanted to turn on the TV, and he's like, "She's like, nope, you're gonna help me clean the house." I'm like, ah, fine. So she told me, you know, go go to the uh, the uh, prepare in a bucket, put some some uh, soap, some I don't know how if these products are in English, pine saw, yeah, yeah, Clorox, yeah. yeah. Okay, so some 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 soap, pine saw, and Clorox. And bring it to me to wash the to, to wash the the restrooms, the bathrooms. So I did that. Pine saw a little bit of pine saw, a little Clorox soap, and then I saw a bottle that had a a, a, a picture of a restroom. So I'm like, oh, this is to 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 clean the bathroom. So I I I, I grabbed it, I opened it, and I poured a bunch of that liquid into the mix, which I didn't know what it was. Uh, and turns out that it was, uh, some kind of acid. I know in Spanish, acido muriático. Muriático is like muriatic. No, I forgot the word. I think so. Something like that. Something crazy like that. The thing is that that acid is very strong by itself, but when you mix it with, with, uh, with the pine and Clorox, it made a chemical reaction, a really toxic chemical mm. reaction a friend of mine was explaining what it what it was they say that they used that mix at the concentration camps in, in nazi germany so it's that bad it was that powerful that it started bubbling and uh i got a little distracted and i heard the bubbles the bubbles and i kind of was sensing a smell in the air so i just got a little close to the bucket to see what was going on and just by by in breathing in the the air it burned my my respiratory tract my my lungs it went all the way to my lungs um and it it it, they shut down i ran with my dad i couldn't breathe i couldn't speak i with with i was just trying to tell him i can't breathe and he saw it and he just went like this so it kind of cleared out a little bit but um from a scale of one to ten i was breathing like a like a one it's like now i now i know is it's like when people are agonizing that you know how they in their last breath 
Uh, that's how I was. I was laying on the table, and I was I remember I was asking God for forgiveness. I'm like, forgive me all my sins because I knew that I was gonna. I I knew I was dying. It's crazy. So my 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 dad felt the prompting of the Holy Ghost to take me to the urgent care because he they didn't know what was going on when I had what I had done because I was very a very mischievous. Yeah. boy so they're like ah it's just joseph you were you were you know, 10 doing, you were doing yeah. 10 year old things. yeah, yeah. Joseph <laughs> doing things again you know so they took me to the hospital and on the way to the hospital i remember i was falling asleep i couldn't stay awake and my guy's like no don't fall asleep so they they, they took me get to the hospital they may uh, they took me to x-ray and the doctors said we're gonna have to into him intubate, yeah, intubate yeah. yeah intubate him intubate him and that's where i I I just I just couldn't uh, anymore, and I just fell asleep, and that's when I fell into a coma, writing. Wow. And um, so the doctors told my family that mm, there was nothing that they could do. The the my lungs weren't working. There's there's this organ in the lungs. I forgot the name in English. I know it in Spanish. I'm sorry, guys. Spanish is my first language. I'm that's I okay. Just say it in, in Spanish, English. and then our Spanish listeners will know exactly what you're talking about. Let me let me see if I can find it. Uh, <laughs> alveolos, alveolos, in English. Right, let me see. Alveoli, alveoli. Let me see. Yeah, I did oh, not dude. do well in biology. So these are the, the these are the things in the in the lungs that are in charge of converting uh, the oxygen in the blood and sending it to the to the brain. So those were completely burned. Okay. Completely burned. My lungs were burned. My my respiratory tract was burned. They're like the heart is gonna get tired of trying to pump oxygen to the brain. There's nothing we can do. He has hours hours of, of life maybe two or three hours so get the family together to say goodbye imagine imagine hearing that so my 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 family all got together as quickly as possible there was a there, there was already a lot of people there and they they pray for me my family and my church i don't remember any of this but uh i made it through the night and next morning I woke up. I woke up, and I remember I, I, I said, "I'm hungry." He put, put Cartoon Network on the TV, and then everybody just was was going crazy that I woke up. And the doctor came in, and the, and, the, and his team, and they took me again to to get an X-ray because they really couldn't believe what was going on. And every time I I say this part of the story, I have to clarify that I'm not adding to it. To make yeah. it sound cool, you know, yeah. how people when they share testimonies, they you know they spice things up a little bit here and there. Yeah, some extra salsa on the tacos. Well, <laughs> well, no, this is just how it happened. I remember we were in the doctor's office, and he was holding the old X-ray and the new X-ray. And he and he was saying, "I saw this with my own eyes, and I heard it." He's like, "I don't understand what what happened." The lungs that I see here in the first x-ray are completely useless. This is completely toasted, burned. They don't they don't work anymore. And the lungs that I see in the new x-ray are the lungs like of a newborn baby. 
completely mm. new, completely damage-free. I don't understand what's going on, but be careful. He's going to be a very delicate boy. He's not going to be able to to run a lot, to agitate himself. And my dad, because he knew I was, I, I like to sing. He's like, will he be able to sing? <laughs> Just to get the doctor to say, no, he's not going to be able. No. So the, the doctors did say, no, I don't think he's going to be able to sing. But like uh, devil. There you go. With every breath that I am able now, I will sing of the goodness of God. And uh, that's my testimony. The Lord healed me. The Lord healed me and completely restored my voice, my lungs. And uh, that, that, that song really, every time I sing that line, I sing it with all of my heart because I shouldn't be alive. I shouldn't be able to be breathing or, or, or singing at all. But uh, I believe God gave me this gift uh, for a reason, for his glory and this testimony to, you know, to declare that, that he's a good God and that he has a purpose for us and for everything that happens in our life, you know, hmm. and uh, that is my testimony, guys. Are you going to send the doctor a CD? <laughs> I'm like, hey, <laughs> this is <laughs> me. <laughs> well, this is the Why Me Project podcast. So we would be remiss if we didn't ask you about a why me moment in your life, whether it was in a valley or mountaintop. Can you think of one that you would like to share today? I think it was when my, my wife was having all those miscarriages. Mm. Um, there's sometimes where well-intended people try to encourage us by saying very bad theology to us. We've, <laughs> and, we've, uh, we've had this conversation yes. so many times. Yeah. And they're well-intended. They're people that love God. And, you know, we have an aunt that, that, that was was asking my my wife like after her fourth miscarriage she's like but wait are you praying how are you praying oh. what are you saying when you pray or have you had any doubt when you pray and my wife my wife's like of course <laughs> sometimes I have doubts sometimes I can't help it sometimes I it, it's out of my control she's like yeah ah, that's it that's the problem. See, and she was trying to tell us, you know, you just got to have more faith, but it wasn't helping because no. my wife, imagine telling somebody that's been praying, fasting and asking yeah. the Lord, trying, trying to do everything right. And then having another miscarriage and another one, it brings a lot of guilt. It brings a lot of frustration and it puts the responsibility on us and not in God that is in control. So it was a tough moment for us because we were like, maybe she's right or or maybe we're doing something wrong. Maybe we need to repent. Maybe we need to do something. And uh, and, and we would ask ourselves, because I remember the first miscarriage uh, for uh, on Christmas, we left a, a note on the Christmas tree for our son to, to, to read. And it said, you're going to be a... a uh, big brother and he got so excited but, and then later weeks later we had to tell him the news hey mm. brother or sister went to heaven so ah. imagine t- having to tell him after that one three more times four times it, it was very tough and I would see my wife just crying and, and, and 
we would see our friends that would have babies that would have been kind of around the same age that the ones he was losing. And it was like, oh, why is this happening? Um, what, what can we do? Or why me? Like the question, why yeah. us? But then, um, then also, thank God for good theology too. Uh, <laughs> we remember that, you know, why should we receive good things when we are so flawed and when we fail God so many times and we offend him sometimes willingly? Why should he give us any mercy, any grace? But in his goodness, he does. And sometimes we ask him, when now that like when we're now living in this amazing season, we ask him, why us, God? And it's all because of his mercy, the good things, and even the bad things, too. It's because of his mercy and his grace. It's because he wants to bring out uh, something in us that wouldn't come out if it were, if, if, if we weren't be going through these rough seasons and times in our lives. So I thank him, like the song says, I thank him for the mountains, thank him for the valleys, this old Andre Crouch song. I thank him mm. for the storms he's brought us through. For if I never had a problem, I never knew God could solve them. I never knew what faith in his word could do. It's called through it all. Oh, my God. Got chills. <laughs> the uh, oh, yeah, new album, The Mystery of Christ, is out now uh, at Joseph Espinoza on the socials. Uh, brother, we appreciate you. you taking some time and uh, willing to share your heart. Thank you, guys. Thank you so so much. Uh, uh, anytime. And, and uh, it was great meeting you. And I really enjoyed this chat, this conversation. It was fun. <laughs> it's like fun and deep, sarcastic, yeah, and spiritual. Oh, you you know about my walk? <laughs> <laughs> it's my kind of my kind of interview. <laughs> it's like hanging out with best friends. It really is. I I feel as though we have a lot of places to visit if we ever take the show on the road. <laughs> Just saying. It's uh, 2024 yes. for us on the road. Um, the things that he's gone through, I mean, as a 10-year-old burning your, your esophagus and your lungs to yeah. then, you know, all the traveling and trying to figure life out and then marriage and then kid, like it's... He, it's a lot. My goodness, yes. And yet sharing his testimony with a big smile on his face and just loving how God is moving within his life and his family's life. It's just very, very encouraging. Yeah, so uh, make sure you check out the album. Uh, a ton of great artists on it. And, uh, we, I mean, we've had a chance to talk with some of them, and hopefully we'll mm -hmm. have an opportunity to talk with more of them in the future. Exactly. So make sure you take a look and listen to this. And I did say look because it is going to be on YouTube. And mm -hmm. uh, you can find us on all the different platforms for podcasts. And, of yeah. course, at faithstrongtoday.com. Yeah.